this episode of Shine Abroad. This is Adele, Testa the Coach, and today we are going to speak about a controversial topic. Visiting home is not always a holiday for us that live abroad. It's a big statement and I do understand that many of us can resonate with that and many of us might feel uncomfortable to share it with perhaps our friends and relatives and as well perhaps a topic difficult to express. So visiting home can be applied to summer holiday, like now we are in August, beautiful weather in Italy, I just flew a few days ago, can be applied for Christmas holiday, national holiday of our home country, it can be applied to any situation where we feel the need to go back home for celebrating. Holiday is based on the idea that you go somewhere else, you relax, you are able to recharge and you are able to build memories. When we go back home to our own country, this could happen as it might not happen. And let me explain a bit more. Many of us left our country for some reason. Some of us because of career, because of the desire to see more, and some other of us because of the need of escape. So we left our country because either we had like a resolved issue with our family, we had a resolved issue with the country where we're coming from, that could be from a cultural point of view, we might struggle to fit in. Maybe it's because we got frustrated for the lack of opportunities that we wanted to have in our life. But overall, what happened is that we decided to leave these challenges behind and just move abroad. When we go back for holiday, these challenges are there. And sometimes they become also bigger I had multiple clients and one of the topics that come up often is the approval of our life abroad from our relatives and our friends. We might choose a career, a lifestyle or perhaps we are not where other peers of people of a similar age are back home implies that we are not fully understood and seen a very basic example could be that it's easy to move abroad and find ourselves in flat sharing because it's not as easy as back home to settle in a proper flat. We might be between careers and between jobs and trying to understand how to juggle and how to settle properly. We might be in a relationship with someone that is very far from our culture, therefore it's difficult for the family to fully accept that person or perhaps to fully understand and appreciate the beauty of the person because of language barrier or cultural barrier. Well, we need to be open and honest. This is part of the price in living abroad. It's not because the people around us are mean, not necessarily, but because there is a lack of ability to fully understand something that is very far such as a life abroad, such as a new mindset that you achieve when you live abroad, such as the need of adjusting and evolving that all of us living abroad had. Because to fit in in a new culture, you need to let go some part of you, of your current culture and current mindset, and embrace what is new, what is there in your daily life. So, today's episode is about how to make this holiday in visiting home a space for connection, reflection, 
joy and excitement. For those who have no great relationship with their parents and they already envision them moving back in the house for 10 days or so, you might want to just stop listening. <laughs> just stop listening to this episode and say like, Adele, honestly, just leave me alone. But hold on, hold on, let's do this together and please be committed to listen to the end of the episode and then you can just say that spoke rubbish that's fine but stick with me okay for the next 20 minutes this episode will be short and sweet we are on holiday and all of us want to do something else but be in front of a laptop or listening a random coach like me speaking <laughs> on a microphone so let's start with few reflection points some food for thought and i hope that you consider each point and trying to understand how this can apply to your own life. The very first one that I wish someone told me is to listen with intention. And with this, I mean, when we go back home, we might receive criticism. We might find ourselves replying to uncomfortable questions, such as when you're going to have a baby, why you don't have this, why you do that, why you don't do it this way, so many challenges, and also some uncomfortable opinion that sometimes are not always asked, such as why you're doing this job, why you're with this... Ma! Sei pronta? My mom just called me, interrupt me, so <laughs> I'm not going to cut this piece, just because this is a very example of what happened in reality. So... In Italy, we have um, a house on two floors. I'm on the second floor, on the studio. And I mentioned to my mom that I'm working at this podcast. And I told her, please, when you are ready, just text me. <laughs> and I will come downstairs, okay? But make sure to not be loud, and please make sure that the dogs are quiet. I'm not going to cut this piece. This is the very example where our new way of working, our new way of being, is just not fully understood. So therefore, what she has done, she just opened the door and just shout my name. <laughs> I think that this one can be considered for someone that's a bit skeptical. They actually made up just to make this point. But no, I mean, I wish, but no, this is not the case. So carrying on with what you were saying, that I lost a bit myself. Okay, let me make this point. When we live abroad, we develop some habits. One of my habits is to record a podcast, in particular the one that I do on my own, on Saturday morning, to publish it on Sunday. Today is Saturday morning. This is my routine, this is my habit. But this habit works very well in London, where I have my own flat and I do what I want. I, of course, engage my boyfriend <laughs> in in sharing the space and and ask him to be quiet, but it's, it's my own journey, it's my own way of living. Here, back home in Italy, I am entering the habits of someone else, and this someone else is my family, that while I was not around, just moved on and built new habits without you, perhaps put stuff in your room, like my room is full of boxes and stuff, I don't even know what they are they, perhaps they get older of course and they develop new habits that are not always very helpful we are entering their space and we need to do this with grace respect but also compassion we might go home happen to me all the time and we don't agree okay let's be polite with some decision that they made from how the house is set up to what they eat what they dress or perhaps if they smoke or whatever is the point 
Well, it's not our space to change that because will we stay around for 15 days, 20 days, let's say a month, but then we will go back to our reality. It's important to have that space and that respect for the other person or your family to just be in the same way you want this respect, just to be in the way that you want to be open to receive feedback and suggestion and support, but still have that freedom. So now what is going to happen? I'm going <laughs> this is absolutely hilarious. I'm going to stop this episode. You might listen to the very first part now. And I'm going to record the second part later after checking what that Italian mom screaming from the stairs wants. Otherwise, in two seconds, she will come and scream again. Not because she's upset, this is another point to say, but just because she wants something or she wants to tell me something. And to do so, the way is to open the door and scream. We are not in the opera. My mom never worked in opera, but this is very Italian characteristic. So for those out there, they are dating an Italian, they have some Italian friends, just a reminder, we have this saying in Italy, if you need to achieve something, try with your voice first and then with your legs. So the idea is that if I need to communicate with you and, for example, ask you if you want a coffee, I can do that by screaming. If you hear me, I don't need to come near to you. If you don't hear me, unfortunately, I need to walk down to your room or wherever you are. But the very first step is screaming. So I will see you in a second for the second part of this episode. We are here back. That's life. And a point I want to share is about when we heard comments such as, or criticism, or, you know, reflection about our way we are living our lives. It's very easy that we can take it personal, that we can take it as a lack of respect, lack of acknowledgement, or that our efforts are not recognized. And we can feel lonely. When instead we listen with intention, what we do, we're trying to see the perspective of the other person and filtering what we are receiving. We need to be honest, saying that who doesn't go abroad has a limited perspective. It's not wrong or bad or or negative, it's just different. Because the experience they had is slightly less broader than us that we moved abroad. Therefore, their perspective doesn't include many factors. And even though we share how difficult it is to be abroad, how expensive, or how perhaps the job market is easy, or, you know, whatever we share, One thing is sharing something, one thing is living that experience. Therefore, sometimes what we are told by our family or our relatives can come across a bit judgmental and can make us feel a bit alone. But I really want here that we, you know, we experts, make an effort, look behind what are the intention, conviction, biases and stories of the person that is interacting with us. For example, if our moms or our relatives became parents pretty soon, they associate their own experience, now 30 or 40 years ahead, of having a baby when they are, for example, 26, and then a second one when 28, and have a job that is pretty good for them, that turn up to give some economic security and give the life that they lived, 
a really great choice. Therefore, for them, pushing us or asking us with, you know, sometimes a bit of like pressure, when are we going to have a baby? When we're going to have a boyfriend? When we're going to live with someone? When we're going to get married? Our question coming from their own experience, and they see that somehow we are late compared to their own journey. And here it's important to do a step back and realize that they are trying to do their best, but they're not in our shoes and they are not experiencing what we experience abroad. Therefore, their comment that can look and feel a bit judgmental or perhaps can feel a bit uh, out of context is, is coming from a place of like love and attention and, and sometimes also worrying but it's not applicable to our situation. So instead of feeling hurt or feeling somehow judged or uh, put at the edge, let's really try to give some context to them and explain like, that's your story, mom, dad, or, you know, auntie, whatever is the person. I'm doing my own story. I'm, I'm drawing my own journey. I, I am designing my own life. And that's how the life I'm, I'm trying to build look like. That's how it look like today, and that's how I want it look like in two, three, five years' time. And just share a bit so that they don't feel that you are stuck or actually you are delaying or procrastinating. They can understand the plan that you have, and they can become your cheerleader. Because one thing is important to say is that it's nice, okay, let's be honest, it's nice if our family supports us in our choices. So it's not about imposing our view on our on our family or vice versa is really trying to share and have a shared view of how the future look like the other point i want to highlight is about be open to differences on one side but to be close to comparison on the other side this could feel um contradiction because how is possible that can be open to differences but not making comparison this sounds a bit odd and let me explain we can be open to see and notice differences on the way that we live here, abroad, on the way that perhaps someone from another culture lives. And we can be open to take the best from it or perhaps to feel that it's not fully useful for our life and doesn't really serve us. The other point instead is to comparing. If we start comparing, this is good, this is bad, this food in this place is cheap, in this place is expensive, you are so behind or you are too risk lover. If we start comparing, what happens is that instead of progressing with our life by enriching our life through differences, we choose a side. I'm not sure that this helps us. Not because we are blind and we need to pretend that everything is right, it's more about understanding that specific attitude, mindset, action, decision. Help us, yes or no, because it's about here expanding our life. I speak in particular to those of you that realize that probably we spend a life abroad, at least in the next five or ten years, and comparing, it just doesn't help you because make you feel disconnected by your own country or by the country where you live, and at the same time, make you feel isolated when you, you live the experience in a way that doesn't work very well for you. Here is about trying to adapt and adjust for our best interest. 
that is not just getting the, the most from the environment, that can be from a societal point of view, economic point of view, or you know, personal point of view. It's really about expanding our life to enrich us as a person, to expand our mindset, our personality. Also by letting go things that are not useful. The next point is a a one that I always laugh about because we need to be honest. We are considered either betrayal that we live abroad or we are considered a kind of myth. People tend to think that living abroad is better just because they have their own frustration about their own country. Let's give an example. Italians tend to be very frustrated for the government and from the job situation. So finding a stable job in Italy can be complex, as well as the continuous and always changing political dynamic not always serve the country for the best. So what happened often when I was saying that I was living in Austria and also when I, when I was sharing that I live in London, the topic is always about ah the government is far more stable, it's not like our our parliament that is so unreliable, it's so corrupted, so this is so that. The life abroad get mystified, can become so glorious and amazing, but in reality, I mean in any place there are like pro and cons and some things work better, some things work less better. So one thing I do that always create a bit of funny dynamics is to trying to share that living abroad is not a fairy tale. It's not always easy. It's not always straightforward. There is discrimination and racism and, you know, sometimes opposition to immigration because that's what we are when we are abroad. We are expats, we are immigrants, we are foreigners. We are not coming from the country where we are living. Can be considered a bit of me trying to undermine my life abroad. However, it's more about being honest and, and being clear. Sometimes I found very interesting situation where I was thinking to move back to Italy. In particular, when I was in Graz, in Austria, my decision to move back was because my dad was pretty unwell. Um, the doctors gave him a limited amount of time and I decided to move back to spend as much time as possible with my dad. And I remember that when I was considering this option and I was sharing with my Italian friends, they were like, don't come back. Italy is, is not in a good situation. Like, stay in Austria. That is better. You have also a job. You have this. You have that. In my mind, I was always surprised because Austria is a country with more or less 6 million of people with a limited tourist for the majority of the case from Germany and from like France, also as well a bit of like Russians, but it's not a holiday destination. In particular, the town where I was coming from, Graz, is a pretty small one. It's the second biggest, but of course with six million of citizens, the second biggest town is, is not so big. And I remember being so surprised about how my friends were willing for me to be abroad, to stay abroad, even though they didn't know at all what it means. So one point that I want to share is that, you know, by demystifying the life abroad, we can have a different perspective. We can also give context and create a space for you to really understand that whatever you are receiving as information, whatever comments you are receiving, 
is coming from a limited perspective. Actually, one of you want, is here listening to this episode is thinking to move back to your own country. Please don't feel judged and please don't feel a failure because the people that are commenting your decision or your thoughts about this move have limited visibility of what is the reality. The next point I want to share is about the heart when you are visiting your family. Try to connect as if it was the last time. I'm not saying get panic or feel anxious that your parents are going to die and what I'm saying is like trying to make sure to connect deeply because you don't know the next time you'll be able to travel in particular because of COVID or because of other factor and you want to build memories because the more memories you build when you visit your family the more willing you'll be to spend some quality time with your family and friends. It's easy when we go back home to feel guilty because you know Our parents might go a bit older, we might miss big occasions such as a christening or the first time that our nieces or nephew walked or, you know, big events. But instead of like feeling guilty that we were not there or being worried about the future on how we'll be able to support these parents getting older or how we would be able to support, perhaps also from an economic point of view, our family, it's really important to focus on the present and focus on how can I make sure that me being around make a difference and bring some joy. It's about questioning whether your action comments are helping to create unity or not. For example, let's assume that you go back home and you see something that you don't feel fully comfortable with. You think that the sofa is too old and needs to be replaced, that you want to buy for them or replace for them. And you feel from a place of love, let's clarify, a place of love to share it and trying to make a change. Ask always yourself whether this is creating unity and also whether this is creating joy in the other person. So if you really want to share that perhaps, I don't know, the sofa needs to be replaced, let's try to connect why this person really wants this very funny old sofa and, and what stopped the person, that could be your parents, your sister, your brother, wherever, to change it and trying to really connect. Because in this way, you are not imposing yourself on the other person, but you are bringing something unique and you are connecting heart to heart with the other person. As well, another point to say is that we need to remind ourselves that we are there temporary. A week, two weeks, perhaps three weeks, perhaps a couple of months because of COVID and we want to spend a bit more time. But it's their place. I mean, it's our house, but we, we moved out. We decided to move abroad. So somehow that's their reality. That's daily environment where they wake up every morning. We don't. I remember that when I was in Austria and I moved back to Italy, I was trying to change many things from, I don't know, the way to do grocery shop to the way to cook, the way to pack food, like different things. They could seem silly, but that was my way. And I was already living on my own for five or six years. So for me, it was like, no, this is the right way to do it. And I remember that was not wrong what I was saying or trying to do, but the perception 
was like that I was invading their space. That I was not respecting their way to do things. And came across a bit judgmental. Even though it was coming from love, generally it was coming from love. When we go back home, we might feel that our past is there from perhaps people that we met, that we dated, or friends that we were friends or connected or close with and now we are not anymore. Some aspect of the past coming across a bit with a, with a harsh feelings. For example, we can feel bitter that the environment, our town, couldn't give us what we needed. We might feel a sense of revenge, such as, see, I've not been appreciated here, but look how well I'm doing. Look at me, look at how amazing I am, look how happy and fit and, I don't know, wealthy I am now that I live abroad. But it's coming from comparing your present with your past and comparing the person that you became while living abroad with the person you were before. So it's important to step back and, and trying to let go the past in the sense that it's a journey and now we're at a different point of the journey and we're doing a pit stop back home but this doesn't imply that home is so bad even though it's difficult to accept this concept for, in particular for people that somehow escape home they, they left because it was not for them and they felt constrained and and not appreciated and respected so it's a, it can be a challenging concept and i understand because i was there but building resentment toward what we were or where we are coming from, it actually become a break for our future. It actually slows us down. So it's really important to try to connect deeply for with the place where we were and like trying to move on to the next step with a sense of gratitude because that was a good starting point too. Otherwise, perhaps not a great starting point, but was a starting point good enough that allow us to move abroad. One way to connect the person you are with the, with the reality where you're coming from, so somehow past and present, is to make sure that you build cultural bridges. Building cultural bridges, such as sharing the music from your own country, the way you cook, or a specific type of dress or clothes, or perhaps the way you use makeup, or things that you actually learn and, and make your own abroad, can really help to harmonize the person that you are becoming or you are with the place where you are coming from and also can create more inclusion make the people that are back home feel more part of your life another thing that i recommend it could be to share pictures of from your house to your favorite pub or club or restaurant to a very nice part of the city where you live because in this way your family can be more part of your life abroad, even though perhaps they, they didn't have opportunity to visit you, but still they can feel connected. One thing that I want to share for this episode, the very last point, is about to try to think long term. This is a bit um, money related. It's not about becoming greedy. It's not about becoming materialistic. It's not about becoming superficial. It's more about making sure that you have options in life, you have choices in life. Hence why I want to speak briefly about money. If you listen to my episodes, I don't always speak about money. I think that is not the um, most important point. 
I, I believe that by changing your mindset, wealth or money or call it as you want, economic security becomes somehow a consequence. So I don't really focus on money itself very often, but I think that sometimes it's important to name it, okay, and, and be open. That's why I'm going to share a bit of thoughts. We are in a very different position compared to the people that live in their own country because we need to budget to go home, to invite our family, friends or parents in our house, the country where we live abroad. And we need to make sure to have some budget, like emergency budget, for any flight or travel that we need to do at last moment if something happens. The other point I would say regarding money is to make sure that you visit your country with a long-term view. Do you see yourself moving back in 10-15 years? Do you see yourself retire or spend like a long time, perhaps a few months or like a year back home? If the answer is yes, let's make sure that you plan it properly. And you can plan this properly in different ways. It's about plan the seed for flexibility. And this can be done by either create economic flexibility your country abroad or a base your home country. The economic flexibility, I mean, there are endless amount of podcasts and books about this point, so I'm not going to much on that. But the very basic one, okay, the very, very basic one, is to make sure that your rent or your house doesn't become a burden. So make sure that you either buy a place where you live at the moment, trying to see how it's possible to do it. Because there is a way, even though you think like, Adele, come on, I'm just surviving, or like, I don't have much money. It's like, okay, you might not have much money, buy straight away, but you might have enough capital for the deposit. If you don't have, how much is the deposit? Trying to be flexible, not exclude the idea straight away. By buying a property wherever you are, that I assume is slightly better or richer than your own country, you open yourself, first of all, stability, because it's something that is yours. Second, you build your flexibility to go back home, because you can always move out from the flat or house that you bought, that you purchased, and rent it. And that rent can be used for your life back home. The other point is about if you want to move back home at some point, perhaps also in 10 years, doesn't need to be tomorrow. You know, after living for a while on your own, could be challenging to move back permanently with your family, with your parents. So make sure to plan, plan ahead, save some money because you might want to decide to rent a place back home so you can rent your own flat or house and, and have your independence and your privacy. Or if you want to be a bit more ambitious, save money to buy a property back home. And I want to repeat this. Make sure if you want to go back home in your home country, save money to have your own accommodation. If you want to do this in 10 years, why don't start now? Just start now. Trying to figure out what does it mean to purchase a property from abroad. Try to understand what are the requirements, where you want to live, what you want. How long does it take for you to get there to the position that you can purchase a property and then rent it? You can rent in the meantime. It's not about becoming rich because this is not the point. It's about being able to choose. I feel always, always heartbroken when I have clients that are literally near in tears with me because they have a really stable economic life abroad. 
they do a job that they like, but they hate the country. They want to be, go back home or go somewhere else. And they feel stuck. They become slaves of their wage. It might happen to you too, I don't know. Because they know that they cannot have the same lifestyle somewhere else. And they feel trapped. So they travel a lot, perhaps before COVID. They have like nice weekend. They have some ways to recharge. But fundamentally, they are not happy where they are. They don't like the country. They don't like the people anymore. They don't like the weather. They don't like the food. They don't like the mindset. You know, there could be different things. And, and instead of trying to unlock themselves, they're trying to find a way to make it work, to feel less pain, to feel okay. It's like they tell you that you are having a hot shower that is too hot, that your skin is burning. You're getting clean, but it's too hot. Instead of thinking, let me get out from the shower, you're thinking, okay, how can I do to feel slightly better? It's just not right. If that is not your place anymore, for some reason, you need to get out. And to get out, you need to have a plan. So pause for a second, even though you are 25, who cares? Pause for a second and think, where do I see myself living in 10 years' time? If it's where I am now, what can I do to create security? Instead of going with the flow, they sound so exciting and interesting and appealing, but reality is a way where life chooses for you rather than the other way around. So trying to make sure to think through what you want for the future and trying to make it work. And I know there's uncomfortable thoughts and time to give because why you need to think what to do in five years time? Come on, Adele, let me let me go. I know this is uncomfortable, but there is some big benefits behind that. It's something that I always share in my events that is named Life Reset. That is based on three principles. Reset, realign, and restart. And with this, is about reset your life where you are. So understand where you are, understand where you want to go, have some clarity. Realign with who you are, who you became, with your core values, with your new goals, or ambition that you have, and then restart. There's no restart is not about quitting and restart in that sense. It's more about getting a new direction, a big with long term, and, and somehow change slightly toward note. You know, when you are sailing, you don't need to turn all all. Just by turning of like five or ten degrees, slowly the boat will be somewhere else, like totally opposite. So really trying to make sure that you live with intention and you lead your life. Because that can help on long term. Said that, it might happen that you change plan. You decide to do something else. You do something different. But any choice is great with a good plan. When you look back. When you look behind. The choices that are not useful for your life are the ones that someone else decided for you. Said that, it might happen that you think that you will stay in a country and eventually for work or for some situation, for love, for example, you want to move somewhere else. But still, if you do this with intention, we'll have a different perspective. For example, you might know a bit of my story. I refused to move to China for uh, work in banking. I changed career and I moved to Graz following my dream in working in healthcare. And eventually, I moved back in Italy for my dad and I moved abroad again to London for what is my partner now after a few years together. When I met this guy my very first thought was how to make it work. Not the relationship itself but the move. 
plot twist happen in life and it's beautiful as it is. But when I moved, I made sure to live near enough so that we could have like a normal relationship, not a long distance relationship and no better each other. Made sure that I developed my own life, so my gym, my all my things, my friends and everything. And I made sure that I settled properly. Soon I realized that the property in London are honestly so expensive is an understatement. It's so crazy expensive. But I realized as well that by having a base in London, I would be able to move back to Italy at any time if needed. Or I could go somewhere else because our rent in London is pretty high. So I decided to start this journey. It took three years, guys, like not one day, more than three years of savings to find myself now with like a little shelter for me. And when I decided to do this step, many people told me like, oh, okay, so you're going to stay for, in London forever. And the answer is like, no, I'm not sure about that. But this is the very first brick that allowed me to decide at any point to move. Instead of packing all my stuff, moving somewhere else, and, and basically made some landlords rich through years and years of rent, I have something that I can rent to somewhere else. I have something that I can come back to if for some reason I move somewhere else and then decide to be back to London. And I have something that makes me proud because it's a journey that brought a benefit to me. It's not just memories, it's stability. So what I would say is that my way was in this way. Your way might be different. I have one of my clients that is Portuguese, lives in London and decided to purchase a house back home in Portugal because it's far cheaper and as well because my in the future move back who knows so there are different ways to do it and there is not the right way but there is the way that you think through and you can think and benefit your life the most I want to thank you for this episode I want to apologize again for my mom screaming and I hope that you found it useful I also want to remind you to get in touch if you want you can find me on Instagram as Adele the coach you can find me on my website Adele Testa and you can find me also on LinkedIn Adele Testa also very last point I'm looking for other people to interview for the next season in September. So if you are interested at any point, also if you heard this episode in a near time, get in touch because I really want to use this channel of Shine Abroad to give as many stories as possible to people out there, like you that you're listening, so that we can always find a way to move forward as experts. We can always find someone else that we're in our situation, then we're able to make some big changes. And always, as well, trying to share this message that, you know, changes are possible. And the changes that we want begins with us, within us. So for me, it's very important to make sure that all of us become change believers so that we can make change. We might decide not to, but at least we are aware that it's possible. So this is so important for me. Thank you again for being here. Ciao!